You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. I got to persevere in putting my attitude, the attitude Jesus had. Since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves with the same attitude because he who has suffered is done with sin. Doesn't mean you're physically dead. It doesn't mean you're sinless. What does it mean? It means simply this. You will no longer be wishy-washy. You will no longer be lukewarm. You no longer be that. Before coming to know Christ, many of us had a moral compass that would radically shift at any given moment. Whether it's the standards of society or our own personal experiences, standing by moral absolutes and doing our best not to transgress them was quite the foreign concept. However, as Pastor Danny will teach you in his message today, now that we are in Christ, we're to actively die to sin. In his study, you'll learn that while we're definitely not perfect, we stand by God's truth as recipients of His grace. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of 1 Peter chapter 3 with today's edition of The Living Word. Why did they have to go to Abraham's bosom? Because the sacrifice for sin had never been offered that was sufficient. Blood, bulls and goats and sheep and all that could never take away man's sin. It was never sufficient. So Messiah, Jesus had to come. And once Jesus died on the cross, Psalm 68 was fulfilled. A verse in there, prophetic about the Messiah when he comes. He will lead captives in his train. And Ephesians tells us that he descended, Jesus did, to the lower earthly regions. He descended into Sheol. And we know one of the things he did is he emptied out Abraham's bosom. That's why Paul says now for the believer, no temporary comfort place in Sheol. Now, because the sacrifice is sufficient, absent from the body, present with the Lord. Can you say praise the Lord for that? But now listen, there's still Sheol where it's hell. There's flames. Jesus talked more about hell than he did about heaven. I don't know what he preached. doesn't tell us what he preached, but it says he preached to the spirits that were there in the days of Noah that disobeyed. They didn't listen. 120 years, Noah is preaching. Judgment's coming. Judgment's coming. You need to repent. And if you'll repent, God has provision. And Noah is instructed to build this big ship, the ark. The ark is Christ. He's the ark. And when the judgment falls, if you're in Christ, you rise above the water of judgment. You're saved. But don't miss what Peter's telling us here. Don't miss what the Holy Spirit is saying through Peter. Through whom he went and preached to the spirits in prison who disobeyed long ago when God waited patiently in the days of Noah. Patiently. While the ark was being built. In it, the ark, only a few people Eight people. That's depressing. That's sad. Because God wanted everybody in the ark. Just like he still wants everybody in the ark. But for 120 years, the majority of those people did not listen. And never repented. And now they're in hell. Forever. Until, of course, Jesus comes and at the end, they'll be cast into the lake of fire which is the second death. You think the first one's bad. 
Here's the way I summarize that last section we just read. Expect to live in this present world as a minority. Fascinating what Jesus said in Matthew 24 and also depressing. Matthew chapter 24, let me read it for you. Verse 37. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. And this next statement just moves me every time I read it. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That's how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. What do you mean they knew nothing of what was coming? Noah's been warning them for 120 years. How many years have you been warned? You're being warned again today. You know that, right? As you sit here right now listening to someone like me share the word of God, you're being warned again. And if you have not repented and received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you die today, you die without a Savior, you will spend eternity damned. May I beg you, may I beg you with everything within me, don't do that. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Here's what Jesus said. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. Small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Only a few find it, not because it's hard to find. It's the narrow road. It's the one where it's Jesus and Jesus only. He's the only name given among men whereby we must be saved. It's not Jesus and Muhammad. It's not Jesus and the Mormon Jesus. It's not Jesus and the Jehovah's Witness Jesus. It's Jesus, God, very God, come in the flesh, who died on the cross for you and for me and for the whole world. And if you'll believe and you'll repent and you'll receive him as Lord and Savior, he'll save you. He'll save you. That's what he wants to do. That's what he wants to do. You got me all worked up today, don't you? Well, we got one more section, First Peter, just the first part of chapter 4. Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude, because he who has suffered in his body is done with sin. Now stop there just for a second. One commentator, it was actually John MacArthur. I respect John MacArthur. I so respect him. But he suggested that what's being referred to here is if you come to the point where you suffer like Jesus did and you die for your faith, you die, you don't have to struggle with sin anymore. Now, obviously, that's true. That is true. But John MacArthur, as smart as he is, I don't think that's what that statement means. Because you read on, listen to what it says, verse 2. As a result... He does not live the rest of his earthly life. He's not physically dead yet. For evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. For you have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans, unbelievers, choose to do. Living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and detestable idolatry. They think it's strange that you do not plunge with them into the same flood of dissipation. That's an interesting way of saying it. All he's saying is, they think it's strange that you don't do the same things you used to. You don't hang out with the same crowd and do the same things. And they heap abuse on you. That's true because that's what happened to me when I gave my life to Christ. Started with my own best friend, Tommy McDaniel. He couldn't wrap his mind around how I now had fun other than just playing sports. We'd still play sports together. 
but he'd invite me to go back to the bar or go pick up some chicks. And I would say, Tommy, I don't do that anymore. And he'd be like, what in the world do you do for fun? He just couldn't understand. But they will have to give account to him who was ready to judge the living and the dead. For this is the reason the gospel was preached even to those who are now dead, so that they might be judged according to men in regard to the body, but live according to God in regard to the spirit. Let me tell you what he's saying there. I got to persevere in putting my attitude, the attitude Jesus had. Since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves with the same attitude because he who has suffered is done with sin. Doesn't mean you're physically dead. It doesn't mean you're sinless. What does it mean? It means simply this. You will no longer be wishy-washy. You will no longer be lukewarm. You'll no longer be that. I made several commitments to Jesus over the years. I remember as a five-year-old boy praying and asking Jesus to forgive me of my sin, come into my heart. I may get to heaven and, and Jesus go, yeah, you were saved at age five, but 19 years old is when the change took place. That's all I can tell you. I'd be out even after I became a drug addict before 19 years old. I became a drug addict before I became a Christian. And uh, I'd be out. I'd be high, drunk, or a combination of the two. And the Holy Spirit would convict me. I would leave the crowd. I would leave the party. I'd get alone somewhere. I'd be weeping. And I'd ask God to forgive me. I'd ask Jesus to come into my life. And the next day, I'd be back with the same crowd doing the same things. Why? Because I didn't come to the point until I was 19 that I said, that's it. That's it. No matter what it costs me, it can cost me my friends. It can cost me the sinful pleasures I've been enjoying. It can cost me the drugs. It can cost me the drink. It can cost me everything. But Jesus, I give you my life. And I determined, I determined, I repented. I repented. Listen, here's what simply repentance is. Here's what repentance means. You were going this way and you did a 180 and now you're going this way. And it was age 19 and I repented. And that's what made the difference. And now putting your life on the line and willing to suffer, whatever it means, that's That's when you're not only saved, but that's how you continue to walk with Jesus. The Apostle Peter's first letter encouraged the lives of believers spread far and wide, forced from their home due to their devotion to Jesus. Today, though you may not be facing the same kind of persecution, there will be people that oppose your message of hope. The enemy wants you to be silent, but your story and the grace of Jesus just can't be kept silent. Don't hide Jesus from people. Live him out in your daily life and proclaim his praises wherever you go. Thanks for tuning in today for Pastor Danny's teaching on the Living Word. If you'd like to hear more of his messages from this series on the book of 1 Peter, visit ccfstpete.church. Feel free to download or share the teachings you find from the Living Word or visit our YouTube channel. 
There you can immerse yourself in our weekly services. We'd encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel too. That way you'll be notified as soon as we post anything new. If you're in the St. Petersburg area, we'd love to meet you. Join us at Calvary Chapel Fellowship on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. for a time of worship and Bible study. Find out more about Calvary Chapel Fellowship at our website, ccfstpete.church. If you can't join us in person, we do offer a live stream of our weekend services. Just visit the website and click the link in the menu. Thanks for tuning in today to The Living Word.